All right, everyone. Bryce Kuhn here with The Crowded Booth. We have another episode uh, virtually through Zoom, and we are here today with someone you may recognize, Mr. Sid Bream. Mr. Bream, how are you doing today? Bryce, I'm doing well. It's great to be with you, bud. Well, Mr. Bream, people from my neck of the woods will say from Georgia obviously know you from your time as an Atlanta Brave. Um, you know, we're missing baseball right now. But first off, just um, just tell me a little bit about what you're doing now. I know you're, you're going around, obviously, without corona. You're going around speaking. Um, and, and just what does your life look like now? Post-playing career, people were like, hey, what, what, whatever happened to, to Sid Brink? Yeah, I mean, I uh... – you know, as of right now, I mean, I, you know, I am a chaplain for a trucking company, uh, Bryce. I mean, um, you know, it's the, the trucking company is called PGT or Pat Gallagher Trucking. Uh, there's roughly about 1,100 to 1,200 employees, 800 drivers. And uh, I've been doing that now going on four and a half years. And, and uh, you know, I it's not something I – set out to be a chaplain, but, uh, you know, uh, I was in a Bible study with Mr. Gallagher. And at that point in time, he sat down at a breakfast and asked me, he said, Sid, I'd like you to be my chaplain. And I said, no, I don't want to be a chaplain, never be a chaplain. Don't want to, you know, don't have any desire. Uh, but at the end of the conversation, I said, I'll pray about it, prayed about it and felt as though the Lord was saying, this is what I want you to do. And it's, it's been a uh, a wonderful experience for me. I mean, God has God has shown me a lot of great stuff, and and it's uh, been a wonderful time for me. He's definitely given you a platform to to speak from, and that's something that I know you take very seriously. That platform comes from one of the top plays in baseball history. Uh, they referred to as Sid Slide as as a Braves fan growing up. Um, man, Skip carries calls in in your head. It's 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 synonymous with with Braves baseball. Talk about that moment, but. You know, you've talked about the most of the times, but talk about the platform it gave you. You know, this is this is a great moment in, in baseball and Braves history, but this also gave you a platform that benefits you and other people now. Yeah, obviously, and I mean, if a lot of people, I mean, and I, you know, I think it's, uh, you know, how do I want to say it? I mean, coinciding with uh, Major League Baseball, they've been playing that that game quite a bit here recently mm -hmm. on the Major League Baseball Network, and. And uh, coinciding with that is people are watching it, and I've been getting a lot more autograph cards through the mail <laughs> and uh, speaking about that, so on and so forth. But, uh, you know, again, playing in the game of baseball, uh, you hope that you have an opportunity to do something that will, will uh, keep your name in people's minds. Uh, most, most players, uh, um, they, they play, they have a great career. But generally, within several years, I mean, it's only their friends and family that remember that they played the game of baseball. Um, they, you know, people become obsolete, basically. I mean, I've been thankful. I mean, for 28 years now, I was involved with the play on October 14th of 1992 that sent, uh, you know, the Braves to the World Series and, and uh, gave me a platform to really and truly be able to go out and share my faith. And I believe that more so than anything else, that was the reason that it happened because it wasn't that I was any anything deserving of any of it any any more than anybody else. But God used that one play, a broken down old ball player, to uh, slide and beat it by about four inches, and 
he's given me an opportunity to go out and share about his love for people and and uh, it's been an honor to do it you said by about four inches there's a lot of people that say in today's game of replay that that might be overturned and i know you're a pennsylvania native you're 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 that so that really hurt a lot of Pittsburgh fans <laughs> back back in that day, and I know that you know, from some of your talks you've you've seen, uh, you know, you saw some backlash then, but now people give you a hard time about it. You talked about the the moment uh, that was a big moment for Braves fans, but also just talk about those those Braves teams. This is a this is a part of a special run. You got to see the early part of this. What was it like being around some of those guys when they were very young and, and starting to build up that dynasty per se? I've often said, Bryce, I mean, you know, my, my, the most exciting year that I had was the 1991 season, not the 1992 season, because I watched our guys like David Justice and Ronnie Gant and John Smoltz and Tommy Glavin and Steve Avery and Kent Merker and, and Jeff Blauser and, 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 you know, all those guys come, come into their own and start to start to understand and recognize what it meant to be a winner. And, uh, you know, through Terry Pendleton and hopefully a little bit of myself and Bobby Cox and John Sherholtz's leadership, um, you know, we got these guys thinking that between those lines, I mean, there was no, there was a no end game other than, you know, coming out with a W and, uh, and uh, you know, they, they grabbed a hold of it. Uh, they took it by the horns and, and uh, you know, throughout that 91 season, watching a team go from, you know, a last place the year before and realizing and understanding how to win and then taking it from really and truly the All-Star break because we were nine games back in the All-Star break in 91 and and watching that surge uh, to come down to the last game of the season and watching the city adopt us uh, because of all that uh, was just an amazing, amazing year. And uh, I was just, I was thankful to be a part of it. I know that's a special team to talk of and one of the teams that they'll talk on from years from now, uh, years from now. Faith in a locker room, that is something that uh, is, can be a challenging thing. It can be something for people who have, are of Christian faith that, that can look at it and it can be a daunting task for you. What was that like and how important is that now in today's age for these Christian leaders, whether it's a guy who – uh, this generation has seen a guy like Tim Tebow, who's very strong in his faith and outspoken. How how important was that to you during your playing career? Well, let, let me just you know, with with you bringing up Tim Tebow and and so many others, I mean that you know they have such a people get so antagonistic to mm-hmm. uh, you know God said in His Word, if they hated me, they're going to hate you. Mm-hmm. I mean, and anybody that is is uh, outspoken as far as their faith. Uh, that is in the limelight, I mean, they're going to be persecuted because when they look at them, when they look at individuals like Tim Tebow, and I'm praise God for a man like that, that uh, he he doesn't back down as far as his faith is concerned. Um, you know, he will be persecuted. And the reason being is because, I mean, people see him and they say, I don't need to be that. I don't, I don't have anything wrong. I mean, I, they look in their, the mirror. And they say, man, I don't need to change, but every, all of us need to change. We all rec- need to recognize that, that uh, Jesus Christ paid an awful price for us, every one of us. I mean, I don't care if you think you're not a sinner. We're all sinners. We all messed up. But, uh, 
you know, but thankfully there's guys like Tim Tebow and others that have come out and shared their faith, Kurt Warner and so many other so many other ball players that have come out and shared their faith, John Smoltz and a lot of them. But um, you know, in the locker room, again, just like any place else, Price, it's a challenge. Mm-hmm. I mean, in your workplace, it's a challenge to be an outspoken Christian. I mean, and God never called us to to uh sit back in the corner and put our nose in the corner and say, man, I mean, uh, you know, you don't have to do anything. You don't have to say anything. You don't have to be different in this world. God calls all of us. I don't care if you're a Christian, I mean, a, an athlete or somebody just working in employment someplace. God calls us all to be a, a, a testimony and an ambassador for him. Mm, that's good. I know that it is, a, it is a tough place and, and to see this new crop, we'll say of, these young men and, and women in, in, in sports to kind of and, and, and let, me that just torch. Say, let me just say this, Bryce. I mean, so many individuals, so many individuals, I mean, they don't want to be outspoken because they're afraid, man, my job's going to be in peril. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, what if, what if somebody doesn't like what I'm doing and so on? And so that's where we need to trust. That's where we have to understand it. If, if, if we're not supposed to be at that job, God's going to give us something better. I mean, and that's, you know, really and truly, I mean, as far as our, our Christian lives are concerned, we need to, uh, you know, as Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him and he'll direct your paths. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that's where we as, as, as Christians, as individuals that love Christ, we need to, we need to uh, go into our workplaces and continue to be a tremendous example of the love and grace and mercy and forgiveness that God has given to us. Going back, final question for you, going back to this moment, um, you know, you were a player who, you talked about the lifespan of a player's career, you know, that may last. There's not a lot of guys that have the success and that you were able to have and be into consistency. We'll say, we'll say, Mm -hmm. go back to that moment. Uh, What were some of your thoughts you know, there was a guy in Ron Gann. If he hits that home run, maybe maybe Sid Bream is not not what we know today. Go back to that moment, and what was that moment like, the atmosphere uh, inside that stadium and just uh, the camaraderie of that team and what made that team special? Well, I mean, again, the, the reason that that team was special, Bryce, was, uh, you know, we came together. I mean, it was it, there was a common goal and a common core, and I mean, and uh, – and again, we had we had great leaders. We had Terry Pendleton, a great leader, and, and Bobby Cox and John Sherholtz. I mean, it, you know. And again, I would say this for a lot of ball ball teams today. You knew, you knew that John Sherholtz and the Atlanta Braves they wanted that team to be successful. Mm. I would say that there's a lot of places today, a lot of ball teams today. They don't know if their management really wants them to win. They don't do they don't do things in order to show them that they want to win. We knew that the, the Atlanta Braves, I mean Ted Turner, uh, John Sherholtz, Bobby Cop, they wanted us to win. I mean they 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 made it very very evident by the people that they brought in there. And um, and so you know for us I mean as far as ball players are concerned, it was we were we were so unified. I mean once once we came together and, and the and those great ball players that we talk about, the David Justice and the 
you know, just a matter of, of there and getting the job done. And, and uh, it was, uh, you know, again, it was a blast. I mean, it really and truly was a blast in 1991. And uh, I was thankful to be a part of it. Well, I know you're thankful to be a part of it. You're thankful for the platform and the doors that have been opened uh, post-playing career. Uh, we really appreciate your time for this short, quick interview. Uh, hopefully it has an effect on somebody who, who maybe clicks on and watches it. We appreciate your time and best to you and your family and prayers as we continue to weather through this. Bryce, I can't thank you enough for allowing me to be on and I wish you the very, very best. Hopefully you'll be out doing your uh, speaking again or commentating, uh, doing what you're supposed to be doing. And, and uh, thank you for the opportunity to share my friend. Appreciate it.